Hello, real world. I'm Carol. And I'm Emily. And in this podcast, we talk about our journey as two 21-year-olds navigating the tech scene, school, relationships, and making it through the real world. Hello, welcome back to another episode. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a minute since our last upload. So we wanted to do a catch up. So me and Carol haven't seen each other in person in a while and life has been really busy the past few weeks or months. So yeah, we're gonna catch you guys all up and each other up on what's been going on in our lives. And hopefully after this, we'll get back to a more normal upload schedule, but thanks for sticking around (laughs) and waiting for this next episode. Um, yeah, we talked about kind of what we've been up to, um, in some earlier episodes, but we haven't really explicitly talked about what exactly we were doing and where we were this summer. So Carol, what were you doing this summer and where were you? This summer was, it definitely flew by really fast. Um, a lot happened, but to wrap it up, um, I was in Seattle for an internship. I was working as a product designer at Meta. Um, So it was my first time living on my own for an internship and being outside of Canada and also working in a bigger tech company. Um, But what about you, Emily? I was also working at Meta as a technical program manager, um, but I was working out of their Menlo Park office, so I was living in the Bay Area. We finished our internships uh, a couple of weeks ago, so like three weeks ago, now that we're recording this. Yeah, we both traveled a little bit after our internships and recently just moved back to Waterloo for our last year of school. Yeah, I feel like everything happened so fast yeah. back to back that I haven't even processed that this is our last two months or two terms in Waterloo or as a student. Yeah, the month of August was pretty crazy, like with work wrapping up. I also went to New York City and Switzerland mm-hmm. and then back home for a few days before yeah. coming to Waterloo. Yeah, for me, it was also a really busy last month in August. Uh, the first couple weeks, I was super busy with work, wrapping up my project and saying my byes. And then after I came back from Seattle, um, my I left the next day pretty much with my family to visit Banff and Jasper. Um, and then I was only back home for like three or four days before I had to move back to Waterloo to start the term. So I, yeah, everything just kind of it's nice that nothing overlapped, but it was definitely very hectic moving around. Um, I feel like this whole like year or half yeah. the year, I guess the whole year for you, uh-huh. I feel I just feel like I've been living out of a suitcase. Like I I never yeah. unpack things now because I'm like, oh, like what if I have to go somewhere in two weeks? So yeah, like when I moved back from Seattle, I basically left everything in my suitcases to go to Banff and then come back to Waterloo. But I guess it's kind of nice to be in Waterloo now for the next mm-hmm. eight months because I feel like there's some stability with yeah. like where I'll be. This is the longest that we will be in one place for since we started university. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna have to move (laughs) after four months of being here yeah but yeah I agree this whole year has just been really hectic and a lot has happened so I guess I'm looking forward to more stability in the next few months Mm -hmm. hopefully (laughs) yeah I guess we'll like rewind a little bit and walk everyone through kind of what our lives looked like this summer we'll talk a little bit about like what our experience 
uh, at our internship was and then we'll talk a bit more about what it was like living in the cities we were in highlights and lowlights of our summer and then uh, reflect on how our summer has been overall carol what did your typical week look like when you were in seattle yeah so for this internship we were working off of sort of like a hybrid model so i think for me i was only expected to be in person three days a week or half of the week but because I just felt a lot more productive at work and I also liked having the routine of commuting to work and like leaving my personal space I pretty much went to work every day Um, so I'd wake up around like 7 30 go to work get breakfast at work at like 8 39 and then sometimes I would have like really early meetings because a lot of my team was based in London so we would have meetings sometimes at like 8 a.m or 9 so I would basically go uh, make an oatmeal and then eat oatmeal at my desk and join the meeting Um, and then yeah I would be at work basically throughout that day Um, and then I, I usually stay for dinner as well at 6 30 so yeah, I would leave work pretty late usually, like around 7 or 8. Um, near the end when things got really busy, I would stay until like, I think latest was like 1am. Oh my god. <laughs> I think looking back, I'm like, wow, did I really have work-life balance? I think I did, but it was just kind of like the grind of like wrapping things up. Did you have to stay that late to like in order to meet your deadlines or were you like doing like extra things like doing your stretch goals and like trying to like go above and beyond? Yeah, I think for me like my project was kind of poorly scoped. Like it became a lot bigger than what it seemed to be in the beginning and so in the end there was just a lot of like outstanding items that I still had to do. Um and I ended up finishing like all of it and my stretch goals, but I think just like I needed to put in the extra hours um, just because like some things came up. We also had a reorg in the middle Um, and that caused time delays and shifts in like where we were focusing on as a team. So I had to like kind of experience all of that and then still focus on my project. Um, Yeah, I ended up being okay. But I think there was just like a couple weeks where, yeah, I was at the office really late. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was like the bulk, I feel like, or half of the internship at least was just doing, going to work and doing work Um, and then the other half was like everything in Seattle um, like doing stuff with friends going hiking and you were saying how you guys try to do everything something almost every single day right after work yeah it was crazy like I feel like everyone in Seattle was we got along really well and like clicked right away So it was nice because I definitely felt like I had a community like right from the start of my internship and basically every day after work, um, like after we would eat dinner together and after dinner, like everyone was was always down to do something. So something happened, whether big or small every day, whether that was like going to someone's place to hang out or getting ice cream or like going clubbing. Like it was just, we all kind of expected some sort of itinerary every day. And that was really nice, I guess, because even when things were stressful at work, I feel like I always had something to look forward to. Were you guys, I'm, 
I feel like the biggest struggle for our group was like figuring out what to do or planning something. (laughs) How did, do you guys just like spontaneously decide or was there like one or two people in the group that were, that was like good at like getting people together and like figuring out and making decisions on what to do? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think most of it was pretty spontaneous, which I actually really liked because later on when I was in Banff and Jasper with my family, like my parents don't like any spontaneous, spontaneous, spontaneity (laughs) in their trips so I feel I felt a lot more stressed like planning for it um but in Seattle like we all just kind of did like someone would just bring up like oh do you want to do this and we would usually agree and do it um there were two pms in our like core group and Mm -hmm. I feel like looking back they actually did most of the planning (laughs) which is I don't know maybe relatable yeah Yeah, they like they would like bring stuff up or like make the group chat and like update people on where to go and I feel like whenever the pms weren't the ones in control (laughs) like that's when like things got out of control sometimes so Uh yeah yeah so you guys were able to like keep that up the entire summer I remember so in our like work-life balance call you were saying how like you were kind of tired or like you felt kind of burnt out from like always doing stuff so (laughs) like that didn't did that stop or like slow down a little bit or not really not really (laughs) it really was like a a work hard play hard summer like Uh it was like during work hours we were all like grinding and then after work hours we were also just like trying to optimize our experience Mm -hmm. I think all of us were just like oh we only have like so much time left there's actually so much okay this is like good and bad but mm-hmm. I felt so much peer pressure to, uh, like to do things yeah with people because every time um like let's say I was like tired and I didn't want to do something like one of our friends would be like but Carol like when are you gonna be <laughs> in Seattle with this group of people like doing this thing and uh-huh. I was like you know what you're right like if I just go like I don't know like it might be a great experience um I might get FOMO if I don't go. So I think that's also why I felt burnt out. Because, like, maybe sometimes I should have stayed home. I, like, pushed myself a lot to do stuff. Uh But it was worth it. Like, I think over... Yeah, definitely no regrets. Like, I'm really grateful that everyone was kind of pushy to do things. Mm Because I think otherwise I wouldn't have been... Like, I wouldn't have done as much. So, yeah, it was really fun. But, yeah, what about you? What did your typical week look like? I think... Mine was, like, pretty similar, but maybe, like, a little bit less intense, both, like, work-wise and, (laughs) like, what I did outside of work. So, I usually got into the office around 9, and then for, like, maybe the first half, I actually left pretty early. Like, I think I always was the first one to leave out of my friends. I always left at around, like, 4.40 or something like that, and then I would get home at, like, 5 p.m., and I honestly don't really know where my time went in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> like, for maybe the first half of the summer, I was in SF quite a bit. Um, so there's like, some stuff to do around there, like, just walking around. But then the later half of the summer, I was either, like, I would I would just, like, kind of, like, rest or, like, there was some... I, don't, I still had some meetings and things like that outside of work for, like, extracurriculars. Or on days that I didn't have any, like, calls or meetings, I would try and, like find something to do with my friends I think for us we all lived in like pretty we were all like really spread out across South Bay so it was really hard for us to like leave work and do something and then get back home in the last few weeks when we were like oh like we're running out of time to hang out with each other that's when we started like actually being more intentional with like planning oh like let's go get dinner or let's like Mm. do this activity Mm. after work but at the start it was like 
there wasn't, I don't know, it was just like a big hassle, I think, to try and plan uh, something to do. And there was like nothing to do around the office. On the weekends was like when we tried to like do most things, like Friday night, we always like plan something to do. And then on the weekends, we usually try to like go somewhere or like do a day trip. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good point about like what shaped our experience because I think because Seattle there was less offices and also all of us were relatively close to each other with housing it made it a lot easier to hang out and also stay at work later Mm -hmm. because I know you said like you had to take the shuttle yeah basically every day but for me I had like a 20 minute walk if Mm -hmm. I biked it'd be like 10 minutes so that's why I think I was able to get there so early and leave pretty late Mm -hmm. yeah my like work schedule was basically limited to when there was shuttle times like nine was Mm -hmm. the earliest shuttle I could take and then there are only like two shuttles and they always left before dinner so a lot of my friends stayed for dinner but if I stayed for dinner I wouldn't really be able to get home even Mm -hmm. like the public bus stopped running really early so it would be like a 40 dollar uber if i ever like missed the shuttle yeah yeah so that was like i think that was one of the like annoying things about being in south bay was like the transportation and how much that like without a car that really dictated like what you were able to do or weren't able to do yeah but i guess one perk of going to the menlo office is that it's such a big campus like mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard some pretty crazy stories about things that they have there um but would you say like what everyone said was true like was it like Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um the Menlo office has like divided into like a couple of different campuses so mm-hmm. the oldest part of the campus they actually got um someone like the person who designed Disney World to come and design the office oh. so that's where I think that comes from Um, It did feel like an amusement park, like classic campus when you like walk through it because the buildings are pretty colorful. They have things like the sweet shop where they have like ice creams and desserts. So just like when you walk through it, it just doesn't feel like uh, like an office. They have things like an arcade, a music room, Mm -hmm. uh, like an art center. And I don't know, all these like really fun things. Yeah. And like all these restaurants or like cafeterias around it really like made it feel very... like especially when more people started to come in it felt very lively and it was really yeah really nice being there so yeah even though like I we weren't really in the city I did really like the office and I'm still glad I was at Menlo Park yeah I unfortunately didn't get the opportunity to visit the other offices but yeah I've heard that Seattle was a lot smaller (laughs) um but also more homey because it was smaller um like you there's just like the cafeteria the common spaces are always full of people just because there's not as much room Mm -hmm. like there's no big campus it's just like one building yeah so it was kind of nice because it was like easy to make friends and bump into people and you definitely felt like that community but yeah I guess we didn't have all the cool Mm -hmm. amenities that you guys did yeah the building I worked in was um like the biggest building on campus and it was like I guess technically two buildings connected together or they called it like two different buildings but to walk from one end to the other end it would take maybe like 10 15 minutes um, because of how big it was and there'd be like a lot of interns I would meet and like never run into them again because everyone was in like different parts of the like campus yeah and I think I got pretty lucky where the friends like my closest friends we most of us all worked in the same-ish buildings or in the same area or if we didn't we ended up like sitting closer to each other so Mm -hmm. we could see each other um but yeah it was like harder to I guess 
build that community or like you wouldn't expect to just like run into someone if you didn't intentionally be like oh like let's get lunch at this time at this Mm. calf yeah would you say that you made a lot of new friends over the summer um yeah I I think like the friends I made and the people I met this summer were definitely one of like the highlights Mm. there were um I think Menlo Park had almost a thousand interns which is pretty crazy um in the first week I tried really hard to like meet people and like make friends I I would say my first few attempts like I really tried but didn't like necessarily (laughs) those people but there was this one night where I uh, my roommate was like oh Emily you should come to this party that this like guy I just met is friend is having it was like I don't know it was like multiple degrees of connections and I was like okay sure and then it was like a group of eight of us or something and we just were all sitting in this guy's tiny hotel room and then we somehow all like got along super well and from like that group of people I met I think it was like the first Friday or maybe second Friday I don't remember exactly we kind of like became a friend group for the entire summer Um, there was like more people that kind of joined uh, later on and it was like a group of I think 14 or 15 of us mm-hmm. and yeah we did a lot of things together like we always had lunch together and like we would go on trips together yeah definitely very grateful for the people I met over the summer yeah what about you what was like the social scene like yeah so Seattle had a lot of Canadian interns so I feel like I actually met more Waterloo and like other Canadian mm-hmm. students from other Canadian schools than American interns, which I wasn't expecting. Um, I became friends with a lot of people from Waterloo who I'd never seen before, and we like clicked really well too. Um, and also, I lived in corporate housing in a hotel with a bunch of other interns, so it was just really easy to make friends because whenever you like step in the elevator and you see someone with the same backpack, <laughs> you kind of just form this, yeah, like unspoken bond. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was interesting, like, living in that, because, like, also the area that I was living in, it was very techy. so everyone that was in that area, like, you knew were working in tech, because they were all wearing, like, company merch and, like, backpacks, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I also had a really good time, I think, because my team was really young, and I got along with them really well, so, yeah, my team was, um, like, a lot of new grads, and we actually had three interns, which I mm-hmm. think is pretty rare for oh, teams. Wow, yeah. um, I was the only design intern, but there were two other, like, data science interns, and we also got along really well, so in terms of, like, my social life, I think at work, I spent a lot of time with my team um, and the other interns on my team, but um, they would leave for dinner, because, you know, mm-hmm. they have lives outside of work <laughs> and families, unlike us, so yeah, um, I think that's also why the Canadian interns ended up, like, finding each other, because... I feel like we stayed at the office later than Uh, the American interns. Like, they would kind of stay for work hours and then leave right after work. But, like, almost all the Canadian interns would stay for dinner. Like, you would walk into the cafeterias and and there would be this long table of, like, rowdy interns. And that was, like, our group. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like we kind of built a reputation while we were there. Um, But, yeah, it was was really nice because I I feel like at Waterloo, sometimes it is a little hard to make friends Mm because... Every time you talk, it's about like work or, or I mean school or co-op. But for some reason in Seattle, when I made friends with Waterloo students, we like rarely talked about work. So it made the bonding experience better and like faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what we, we talked about this a little bit, but 
when you take like Waterloo students outside of the context of Waterloo, I feel like it's almost easier yeah. to become friends with because it's like people you would see on on campus. Maybe you wouldn't be friends with them on campus, but then once you're in like another environment, for some reason, it's almost like easier to become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were also quite a few Waterloo interns at um, our office, but our friend group was like. It was like half Canadians and half Americans, um, mm. but I feel like the Canadians maybe it was just like similar. I guess there was like more things that maybe like a more similar upbringing or yeah. things that could relate to. So you, I feel like you could kind of see the distinction between like oh, like the Canadians versus yeah. the Americans, like the, a little bit. Yeah, I think the Canadians were a lot more wholesome, <laughs> <laughs> um, just from my experience, but. Yeah, it was also interesting because I think Waterloo students get the rep in Canada for being very nerdy and mm-hmm. antisocial, but in Seattle, like all the Canadian interns were the social interns. Mm-hmm. Like they were like super talkative, always down to do things, um, and really outgoing. So that was yeah. also kind of surprising too. Or maybe it's just the group that you met, or like uh, yeah, that ended true. up being like the group you met. Um, but yeah, that's I think a lot when I talk to some Americans, they they also have this like certain um, impression of Waterloo that I feel like is different from like uh, people's impression of Waterloo in Canada but it's probably like a bias because it's like they would the people they meet are the ones that are like the most outgoing things like that yeah how did you like uh living in Seattle I really liked it. I think it was, to sort of put it in one word, it felt very comfortable. Um, so like this, or the past two years, I um, a lot of my hobbies shifted from doing a lot of creative things inside to doing more like active things outdoors, like running and hiking and biking. And Seattle is like the perfect city to do all of that. Like there's so much greenery, open space, um, a lot of hikes nearby. And yeah, it's like known to be like very granola-y. So like, so granola is like the stereotype for people who like going on hikes (laughs) and going bouldering. Uh And I don't know, they have like a certain like look too. Like they were like Patagonia, like Patagonia, Crocs and Birkenstocks (laughs) and like, I don't know, they snack on trail mix at work. Uh And there's also, I think, an overlap too between tech and like being a granola person yeah yeah um but yeah that was definitely the vibe that I got from like Seattle people or Uh at least the people that I was around in terms of the landscape of Seattle I lived in like a very new neighborhood uh called South Lake Union which was apparently rebuilt by Amazon over the past like 10 years so everything was super new and modern it basically looked like the blueprint for like a lot of what I envision urban planners like smart city plans to look like so there's a lot of uh, like glass and wooden buildings greenery common areas uh, bike lanes and there was also because there were so many like tech buildings and stuff around there was also a lot of really innovative things like there was an Amazon Go and Amazon Fresh like mm-hmm. every two blocks mm-hmm. um, which was cool so basically you go in and you don't even need anything as long as you have like your amazon account you scan it in the beginning and then you go you like shop for things and you leave and you don't have to pay because they have cameras like everywhere and they just like 
know what you picked up and what you left with so then it automatically gets charged on your amazon account when you leave so there's just like really cool like innovative experiences that i would like experience or see that i had never sort of had the chance to see in toronto there's also a lot of like evs and autonomous autonomous vehicles just driving around the city and a lot of people that i guess just like worked um in tech downsides is i think um one there wasn't a lot of really great places to eat and a lot of the places that we did go to were not super affordable so if you're a really big foodie and you really like cuisines from different cultures i think it can be hard to find a lot Mm -hmm. of good food places in seattle be like the average cost of like a meal there i feel like it has to be over between like 15 to 25 us for Uh a meal that isn't fast food Mm -hmm. um so yeah i fortunately the office had a lot of free food so i didn't have to eat out all the time but whenever i did there's definitely like at least 20 bucks out the window Mm -hmm. um was there a lot of like asian cuisine or like what type of cuisine was like most common or like yeah good in seattle there were asian places but not that many um there was like a pho place near my hotel that i would go to i think the thing that was more common was like mexican like there's a lot of taco places Mm -hmm. um a lot of white or like caucasian like american food Uh and there was a chinatown but i never ended up going because it was kind of far from where i lived so i assumed there was better asian food there but i just never got the chance to go there so yeah, there, there was like some variety, but I feel like you had to like bus around a mm-hmm. lot to get to places. And yeah, I, like none of the meals like really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like Seattle as a city just didn't, like the food isn't what I remember. It was uh-huh. more of like the things I got to do outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then like, I guess the other thing that was like a downside was the fact that it was pretty dead at night. Uh, there's only like one area in the city uh, called Capitol Hill where most of the young people live and that's where all the bars and the clubs usually are and if you walk through there it is a little bit more lively Mm -hmm. but other than that like the city is very quiet and very yeah just dead Mm -hmm. um after dinner time i think the one plus side though is that even though it felt very dead um the area that i lived in also felt very safe so Mm -hmm. i think that also goes back to why i was able to stay at the office so late Um, I think if I lived in a bigger city where I didn't feel safe walking home by myself at night, I probably wouldn't have stayed until 1am. But yeah, just walking home is always lit, clean, and yeah. (laughs) When you said lit, I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Not that type of lit. It wasn't lit, but it was lit. (laughs) I see. Yeah. So I lived in Palo Alto, um, but I was in San Francisco a lot, like especially earlier in the summer. Uh, I think Palo Alto, actually, I don't really remember what Seattle was like, but Palo Alto was, like, similar to a lot of things you were talking about. Like, it was pretty quiet, very peaceful. It was, like, the suburbs, so probably different in terms of, like, the vibe since Seattle is still a city. But I was surprised at how different the suburbs in the Bay Area were to, like, the suburbs in, like, around Toronto, like, in the GTA. Because I feel like even the suburbs around Toronto are still like pretty lively or not lively but still feel busy and like there's you still see people like walking on the streets or like people in the park whereas i feel like all the suburbs in the bay area were really quiet um and i don't know it might just be like an american versus canadian like city thing um 
But yeah, Palo Alto was like a cute town. The downtown area was really cute. A lot of patios. There would be farmer markets on the weekends that were that would be really busy. But everything was really expensive. Just like in the Bay Area in general. Like I think the average cost of a meal would be like twenty five USD plus. Mm, that's so much. Yeah, that's like over 30 canadian right yeah like i don't think i think the only meal i had that was like under 20 dollars was in and out (laughs) this whole summer so palo alto was i think there was a lot of like older like i guess families that lived there um everything like houses there were really expensive uh all the cars that you would see in every like garageway where like it was like a everyone had a tesla and a porsche like that was like the combination so that was kind of like the vibe of palo alto and sf was sf i think exceeded my expectations maybe just because the people i talked to like kept like i don't know a lot of people i talked to like more recently were like oh i hate sf like i really don't like it like homelessness is so bad so i had like really low expectations going in Mm. but i actually liked it quite a bit there were like some air neighborhoods that were pretty clean and quiet and then there were also like some pretty like diverse neighborhoods like the colorful houses like mission and valencia area were really cute and yeah overall it was i think like overall i like the bay area there are a lot of like beaches and nature too i think mm-hmm. beaches were my favorite part and i think the one like really noticeable thing though is that what you're like what you're saying about a lot of people were in tech i feel like everything in the bay area was tech related like you would drive down the highway and all the billboards would be like tech companies like mm. promoting their like tools for like tech companies or like um everyone you talk to like i don't think i really talked to a single person that wasn't in tech like you would go into a cafe and then all the conversations would be about like someone talking about their startup or someone talking about like I don't know, getting promoted at their company. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was very little diversity, I think, in terms of like people and career. Yeah. Was it easy to travel from Palo Alto to SF? No, it was pretty it was pretty difficult. There it's like the Caltrain that goes from like SF down all the way to South Bay and you could take that, but it takes quite a while. They don't come very often and like to uber would be like around 80 dollars so pretty expensive the main like way i got to sf at the start was like i took my company shuttle from the office to sf and then in the morning like i would stay there overnight and then in the mornings i would take it from sf to the office so company shuttles were really convenient but like public transit was like not convenient at all Mm. do you see um could you see yourself living in seattle in the future I think I do, um, but I think preferably it would be nice to go back when I'm a bit older or when I'm a bit more ready to settle down. I think Seattle's definitely, out of all the tech cities in the States, is a lot more chill in terms of work, I think. like I think my case with like staying, staying pretty late at work um, was just because I was an intern and I was only there for three months. So I feel like in that span of time, things can ramp up really quick or like things can get very busy fast. But for full time, like I feel like the work-life balance was actually really great. There's a lot of stuff to do outside and it's just a very like wholesome and peaceful community, I think, to mm-hmm. like raise a family or to grow up in. Um, 
I guess like one thing also that I didn't like about it though was um, this goes back to something you just talked about but the fact that everyone in that area like works in tech or the the tech scene is still very prevalent and I think also specific to design there wasn't a huge design community which is something that I missed I feel like as much as I felt like I fit in with my hobbies in terms of like hiking and you know doing stuff outside um, there was this like creative part of my life that I feel like wasn't being like sparked or like I wasn't creatively challenged at all I feel like I, I felt creatively blocked a lot during the term because I wasn't I didn't feel very inspired I think like walking around the city or at work because even within like the offices I'd say Seattle has like probably the smallest demographic of designers mm-hmm. I miss being a part of like a bigger design community and I miss being like around different types of people because I feel like that in itself like gives you inspiration for work mm-hmm. yeah I think Seattle as a whole was very comfortable but I definitely like didn't feel challenged and I think feeling challenged and feeling like uncomfortable sometimes and like making friends outside of tech is really important when you're younger so yeah that's why that would be the only reason why I wouldn't go back but I mean right now with the job market I'm kind of just going to take whatever comes so we Mm -hmm. don't know yet um but what about you like would you go back to SF or the South Bay? Mm -hmm. I think my answer is probably really similar to yours I think I would if I were to like get a job in South Bay or like the Bay Area I would want to live in like the city like SF probably for a few years before like moving into the suburbs but even I guess the Bay Area in general I I don't think I have any strong opinions right now on like if that would be my top preferred place to go to I think I really like the nature and the beaches but the city themselves I'm not like like in love with so I don't know I like I feel like I could see myself there but I'm also not like dying to go back there mm-hmm. that makes sense moving on to sort of more of a wrap-up uh, let's talk about some of our highlights and lowlights for the term so to start with the high what were like some things that were really fun or things that you remember or some things that you remember vividly I guess from the summer mm-hmm. I think the first thing would be some of the trips that I got to do so during like the long fourth of July weekend my whole family came to visit me uh, in SF and we did a road trip down to LA and we spent a couple of days there and it was really nice. I've been to LA maybe like four years ago um, but it was like a pretty short trip so it was nice getting to like explore more of the city and the drive down the like Pacific Highway was super super like beautiful mm-hmm. and then I also went to New York City for it was a very like short trip for like two days um, but that was also pretty exciting. Uh, I didn't expect to get to go to New York City, and I hadn't been back there since I was like 10. So yeah, it was a fun time, and I got to see some of my friends there. Yeah, did you do any trips this summer? Um, wait, sorry, before we move on to that, <laughs> um, you also met Wong Fu, oh, yeah. Wong Fu in LA, right? Yeah, I went to his uh, cafe Bopo Mofo? Wait, mm-hmm. am I? Yeah, it's Bopo Mofo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, and he was working there. And for those of you guys, I don't know if we talked about this before, but Carol and I listened to Asian Boss Girl, mm-hmm. which 
is um, his wife Helen's podcast that she does with two of her friends. Yeah. Yeah, and when I saw him, I was like, I love, like, well, I like his work, too. But yeah. <laughs> also, like, I really like your wife's work. And, yeah, it was really cool. When he, he just, like, walked into the restaurant. And, like, no one, like, I don't know. There's, like, no one else, like, reacted mm-hmm. or, like, went up to him. Mm-hmm. And then I was really nervous to go up to him. And my sister was like, come on, Emily, let's go. And she, like, <laughs> pulled me up. And she was like, hi, we really like your work. My sister, like, barely knows who he is. Because oh. <laughs> I feel like maybe because of her generation. But, right. yeah, oh. it was a really cool... Um, yeah, it was really cool to meet him. We took a picture together. Yeah. yeah. And the food was really good, too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Had really good drinks. Bubble tea? Yeah. Or boba is what boba. they call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's another thing that, like, I didn't know until this term is the different... Like, apparently Canadians speak differently, and yeah. a lot of people can tell if you're Canadian. Yeah. Like, but our, like, emphasis, the emphasis we put on syllables yeah. or something. Or the way we pronounce certain terms yeah they would uh so Amer- my american friends would make fun of the way we say things but i was like i literally can't hear the difference but maybe that's just me <laughs> yeah you also visited some other cities too this summer yeah i didn't do as much traveling i think mainly just around seattle a lot but i was able to visit sf for a weekend um, to visit my boyfriend and i also met up with emily which is really <laughs> nice it was a very spontaneous trip but and it wasn't work related at all. I just went over a weekend, so I like paid for everything myself. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Like SF was a lot colder than I expected, mm-hmm. so I feel like I definitely underpacked when it came to clothes. But within the two days, we went to SF MoMA, went to Baker Beach, had a lot of good food. I think that was one thing that yeah, again, like I was really sad about with Seattle. Is like I, I think mm-hmm. my foodie, the foodie inside of me, like started to diminish being there. <laughs> And then when I was in SF, I was like, well, there's actually, like, really good food. Like, food can make me really happy, but I just haven't experienced that in a while. I'm surprised. I feel like not a lot of people have said SF's food is good. Really? Yeah. Maybe Seattle's food scene is just that bad. (laughs) I mean, it's not that bad. I just think I I ate at the office a lot, so that's probably why. Um, And, like, when I was in SF, like, my boyfriend would take me to all these places that, like, he really liked. So I definitely Mm -hmm. think I saw, like, the highlight of the food scene. What were your favorite restaurants? Um, we went to this place called Dumpling Home oh, right. for dim sum, which was really nice. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to like a really good ramen place in Japantown. Oh yeah. The food that we got with you too was also really nice. Dayo? It was yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but mm-hmm. it was like um a big pot, sizzling pot with like meat <laughs> and what else like kimchi, rice cake, yeah. a bunch of cheese. other things, cheese. And then what's like unique about it is they put the cheese on, like, raw, I guess. <laughs> like, they put the cheese on top in front of you, and then they torch the cheese. You can see everything, like, melt um, and come together. And it was a very heavy meal, mm-hmm. but I, I liked it a lot. And then Japantown was just, like, good food in general. Like, we also had really good matcha there. Yeah, what else did I do in SF? I think those are some of the highlights. I went to a Berkeley party spontaneously. And that's where I realized how small the bubble is. Because, like, (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. I feel like, I mean, at Waterloo, we already experience talking about work and internships and stuff Mm -hmm. at parties. But I feel like it was even more 
evident oh, there. Really? Yeah. Oh, at a Berkeley party? I think so, yeah. Oh. Like, everyone introduced themselves as like, oh, like, where do you work? Were you working this summer? Uh-huh. And also, everyone oh. was so young. I felt <laughs> so old at this party. Like, I don't know. I think maybe being in the pandemic, I forgot that I was aging. And <laughs> <laughs> we're now, like, you know, seniors or... You know, fourth years yeah. but yeah at this berkeley party like so everyone was like 18 19 uh-huh. just finished first year and i was here like old and jaded <laughs> <laughs> and they knew more about like crypto and everything and oh, i wasn't wow. like very unaware so yeah that was an interesting interesting experience oh. um i've heard people at berkeley party quite a bit but i guess yeah. i didn't expect like I, I i thought it would be different like i didn't expect it to be yeah. like that vibe. it was like a a joint birthday party i think uh-huh. and we didn't even need to know the exact address because once our uber got close we could uh-huh. hear the music oh my god and they had like a whole house yeah um and all the doors were open the windows were open the lights were on uh-huh. like this whole street was pretty dead except for this one house yeah. and you could just hear the music blaring uh-huh. from like down the block oh wow so yeah yeah um that reminds me of like the parties we went to were also very similar in vi- like the vibe that you were talking about like they were intern parties that like um, different like interns would have like it wasn't necessarily like a school party but yeah we would go to them and then people would be talking about their work projects or people would be like there is we were at one like music uh like at, like one music festival slash concert and people would literally come there was literally like a group of apple interns and a group of meta interns shouting at each other being really? like the apple interns were shouting apple and then the meta interns were shouting meta like oh. at each other and i was like what like what the heck is going on and yeah it was like really weird i don't know just people talking about work while drunk at a party yeah it was definitely i don't know I, I don't know how I feel about the parties there. I mean, they were still fun, but it was very, yeah, like, work-centric. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I think there are pros and cons to it because, like, when you all work in tech, you do kind of, like, bond faster sometimes, mm-hmm. like, similar hobbies and interests. And I feel like we do spend a lot of time doing work, so, like, that is a big part of our identity. But, yeah, I, I also missed, like, not talking about tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like parties here a lot of times – we go like people like even though like it's people in our program or people in tech we don't spend our time talking about yeah, work right that's so that's true. like i think the thing that was interesting like was how much time people spent talking about work i feel i was like yeah. i feel like there could be so much more to talk about right yeah. especially if it's like all new people yeah but i don't know maybe people had like trouble finding what that common ground yeah. was even most of our uber and lyft drivers were people who worked in tech it was oh. so interesting yeah like this one time um our lyft driver he was i think full-time at yelp Mm -hmm. and the whole car ride he was telling us about his experiences working at google and like i think this other company in the bay um and his experiences working in new york versus seattle versus sf wait was this in sf or this was in seattle so it was just interesting because like i don't like even my Uber driver uh-huh. or my Lyft driver was working in tech. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he apparently worked four-day week work or four-day work weeks. Uh-huh. So he spends his free time just driving, driving. people around. Does um, he like driving or is he doing it for... I think he just does it for fun. Oh. Yeah. To meet people oh. <laughs> outside of tech, I guess. Uh-huh. But yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, did you like party a lot in Seattle or did you guys go out a lot? I I think I was 
pretty tame throughout mm-hmm. the term. Like, I only went out, like, four times. But I think to my coworkers, I went out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, uh, like, one of the highlights for the summer was, like, my birthday weekend. And that week, we, like, went clubbing. I turned 22 at the club, which was interesting. <laughs> they were playing some random, le- like, Spanish music. <laughs> and we were singing happy birthday. Aww. But... Yeah, we went clubbing, and then we did, like, a picnic, which was pretty wholesome, but then we went to karaoke, which was really fun. Yeah, there wasn't, again, the the nightlife in Seattle is pretty dead, but if you want to go clubbing, there are options available. So, yeah, I think clubbing was also really fun, too, because you got to, I guess, see the people at work, like, let loose Mm -hmm. and see what they're like (laughs) when they're drunk. The last time we went clubbing was the last like sad friday night and some of my friends like co- full-time co-workers came oh so that was kind of interesting too like uh-huh. seeing your new grad friends like super drunk yeah um but yeah <laughs> yeah did you go out a lot i heard that i don't know i heard from my friend that you were pretty wild this summer <laughs> from hey, from justin yeah what did he say i don't know because when he visited or he came back he's like yeah like i went to a party like emily was hosting it I don't know, it just, it seemed like, and I, all of, I remember seeing, like, snaps and stuff, and uh-huh. I feel like, I feel like I saw, like, a snap of you, like, doing something at a party. Like, it was from someone else oh. or, on Instagram, but I was like, oh, wow, Emily looks like she's having a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah, I went out a couple, I think I went out, like, three times in, like, I went clubbing three times in the city, um, but a lot of my friends were not legal yet, mm. so most of the time... Like, at the start, there were a lot of intern parties that we would go to. But then later on in the term, we just, like, went to, like, someone's house. And we would kind of just, like, drink there. And we would, like, make our own party, like, play our own party games. And it's like, it was a lot more wholesome, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the clubs in SF were not bad. Actually, we only went to... I've been to three different ones. Um, there were some that were, like, really expensive and a lot of old people. And they were pretty boring. And then there were the ones that we kept going back to were ones that like only played throwback music. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun because I like knew all the songs. Yeah. Whereas at normal clubs, like whenever they play rap music, I would not know like what the songs were. So it was fun when they had good music. But yeah, I think most Friday nights, one of our friends would just host and we would kind of just chill at their place. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like the music choice at the club makes such a big difference. Like, if you know every song, then you're belting the whole time <laughs> yeah. and you're jumping and you're having a time. But if it's, like, songs that, like, you're not vibing with, that just completely, like, kills the vibe. Mm-hmm. There's this one club that we went to that played, like, basically all throwback songs or songs that we knew mm-hmm. and also, like, the EDM versions of it. So it was so... Like, that was definitely, like, the best clubbing... One of the best clubbing experiences I think I've ever had because, mm-hmm. like, the people were, were like... I don't know, we were just having a good time. Like, we knew all the songs. Yeah, Clarity was, like, the theme <laughs> song, I feel uh-huh. like, of the summer for uh-huh. our group. And when it came on, we were just, like, oh, like... Uh-huh. And that was actually the, the weekend that Justin wasn't there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah. Justin host... Like, I heard he hosts a lot of parties. Or he said he, he usually is the one yeah. who hosts. Like, this... Yeah, he was definitely, like, a good PM for the group, I think. <laughs> like, in the beginning of the term, he hosted this one beach party... It was originally just a group chat of 20 people, which uh-huh. already was a lot of people. Uh-huh. And so I was expecting, like, 20 people to show up. And they were mainly, like, Meta or Microsoft interns that uh-huh. he knew. But then by the end of the night, I think there was, like, 40 or 50 people uh-huh. at the beach. Uh-huh. Um, there was, like, interns from, like, basically every tech company uh-huh. in Seattle. Like, 
So Amazon intern, Stripe, Lyft, um, Meta, Microsoft, Twitch, like just like every like tech company you knew, like there's an intern there, wow. and everyone just like knew each other from mm-hmm. some degree. Yeah, and everyone it always linked back to Justin. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like whoa. Yeah. Oh, like at the start, it was like really it was so interesting, like analyzing like the co- degree of connections. Like we would go yeah. sometimes we end up at a party and we would be like, who do we even know here? Or like yeah. how to, like one night we went to this someone's birthday party and no one even knew him but we somehow ended up at this guy's birthday party and um yeah it was also interesting because people would be like oh like i know this person who knows this person and who knows yeah. this person and yeah there was like one guy in my group too shout out to michael who like <laughs> who knew like a lot of people and was like the re- like i don't know like the common oh, connection the common denominator yeah the common denominator <laughs> and he brought a lot of people together but it was, like, interesting because, like, almost everyone I talked to, I feel like, was at least a second-degree connection. Like, we oh. would at least, like, know one person in common. So yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's, like, a small world. Yeah. That's why I feel like even, like, even though it was a very bittersweet goodbye leaving Seattle, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I might, I'm very likely going to bump into them mm-hmm. or, like, you know, probably see them sometime just because the tech bubble is, I think, very... It's smaller than I think we think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about like the nature-y stuff? On a more wholesome note. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a huge part of the experience was all the hiking and the stuff that I got to do outside. Um, Seattle is like one of the prettiest, like I think well-balanced city in terms of city and outdoors. Um, from the city, you can see the mountains and there's lots of lakes lots of hikes with different varying levels of difficulty and different types of views so yeah there's definitely like I think the hardest trips to plan were the hikes because Mm -hmm. none of us had cars so we had to like figure out how to rent a car and then picking the hike because there's so many to choose from and then yeah I guess those are the main two things (laughs) (laughs) renting a car is quite difficult yeah renting a car and then picking the hike I'm picking the hike but yeah, it was really fun. I feel like even if you didn't enjoy hiking, you like had to do it and you mm-hmm. like sort of got into it in Seattle. And I guess it was nice because when I was on these hikes, like I didn't have data and I was like very disconnected and that was like a great way to not think about stress or not think about work um, and be offline for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, lots of deep talks happen during mm-hmm. hikes, which are very important to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think... Um, yeah, that kind of leads into like the next thing, which is like the people. A lot of my highlights or the moments that I remember and cherish a lot from Seattle were times when I was like walking with someone on a hike and we were just talking about like, I don't know, it could be something like super random, mm-hmm. but then like it would always end up being like really deep and like we would mm-hmm. like, because when you're on a hike, sometimes you're there for like 10 hours, right? Yeah. So you're stuck with this group of people <laughs> with no Wi-Fi and you're basically forced to like bond. Um, so maybe that's why we got really close too but yeah it was like nice because I feel like there were actually a lot of people there from my program who I wasn't very close to before Mm -hmm. and I didn't think I would get along with them that well but like being in Seattle with them kind of made me realize that like you can actually you actually have a lot more in common with people than you think and yeah I think like now they're like we're good friends and I was able to make a, a lot of good like I guess friendships and relationships from like the stuff that we had that the Pacific Northwest had to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what about you? Like, you mentioned beaches and hikes, mm-hmm. but was that one of your highlights? Yeah, um, there were... We didn't go hiking as much as I think I expected to. I think I went to, like, th- um, hikes, like, three times. 
Um, and because it, it was like, yeah, it was kind of a hassle to figure out like who can drive and who can get a car. But I really enjoyed all the hikes we did. Like the parks were really beautiful. We did the Dipsy hike and Point Reyes National Park for anyone who's if you're in the area would highly recommend and I went to the state park with my family called Point Lobos but the coastline was just really beautiful and some of the hikes were really cool because you got to see a lot of different terrains kind of all mm. in one hike like there would be like redwood forests and then there mm-hmm. would be the beach and then there would be like grass fields mm. so it almost seemed like different hikes where you got to see so many different things and yeah it was just nice like being there and just like talking to people the like friday that i was talking about where we first met like the next weekend we all like hung out again and went on that hike and i feel like that really like was a bonding moment because you kind of just talk for so many hours Mm. with people and then i guess like on a similar note i think the friends i made were also definitely like the highlight of my summer as well i think we did a really good job of finding ways to entertain ourselves Or, like, if there weren't things to do, we would literally just, like, find ways to have fun. Mm -hmm. One time we spent eight hours just at, like, a local park. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we had, like, we did a picnic. We played Avalon for hours. And it's just, like, things that, I don't know, you, like, don't expect. Like, or you're like, oh, that would be kind of boring. Like, there's not a lot to do. Like, I feel like the group of people I was with always made things really fun. Mm -hmm. One Friday night, we were at the office and played hide and seek on the rooftop. <gasps> I always wanted to do that. Yeah, so it was we're like, should we go out? And we were like, no, let's play hide and seek instead. Oh my god, the office one was so great for hide and seek. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, just like even hanging out at people's places and like listening to music until like 2 a.m. and like talking. Yeah. Those I think are like, even though there was like a lot of exciting things that happened, yeah. I think just like the conversations I had. Yeah were probably like some of my favorite moments this summer yeah i feel like that this is something that i've been thinking about a lot recently but i i definitely feel like i had a really great summer but sometimes i question if it's because of the people or because of seattle Mm -hmm. and i question if like seattle would be a great fit for me for the future because i'm like oh if i remove the people that i was with like would it be the same Mm -hmm. and i think when i think about it more I don't think it would be like I think it was definitely the fact that we had such a tight group that was always doing things yeah that made the experience I don't think it was the city itself yeah I agree I've been thinking about that a lot too in the context of like where I want to move for full time because I'm like I at the end of the day I don't think the city itself even matters that much as long as you have a community Mm -hmm. there and I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, which city am I most, like, do I have the highest chance of finding, like, a community that um, I would really like, and it's kind of scary to think about, like, making friends after graduating Mm -hmm. school and stuff, and yeah, I don't know, I, like, really cherish the friends I made this summer. I feel like very rarely do you just, like, meet a big group of people and, like, genuinely, like, really like everyone and can Mm -hmm. say, like, everyone's a really, like, kind and good person but I feel like I can say that for like this group of people that I met and everyone was so like caring and just like genuinely Mm -hmm. such a good person yeah so like I don't know if I just got really lucky or like Mm -hmm. if but like how do I find that later on in life or like in the future yeah oh that's so sweet I'm happy for you (laughs) wow yeah I can I think I can say the same about the group of people that I was with too like everyone was we just got close really quick Mm -hmm. and like everyone was very like selfless like inclusive 
And yeah, I think like in terms of finding people when you're full time, I think you also attract people. Like I think if you are someone who are who is authentic and uh-huh. caring and stuff, you'll attract people like that. So I don't that. think you'll have too much trouble in the future. <laughs> like maybe that's why you're able to meet that group of people. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like that is definitely a big factor for full time. Like I think if I had to choose between two cities where one a lot of my friends were there versus another one where I wouldn't really know that many people. I think because of the summer, I might actually go with the first option Mm -hmm. because I know that like no matter what there is, like we're going to find something fun Mm -hmm. to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like we both had a lot of fun and there were a lot of really good memories that we made this summer. Um, But I guess, I don't know if this applies to you, but at least personally for me, I feel like um, some of those highlights were so great because of also like some more challenging moments Mm. or it was almost, I I don't know if this is the right word, but like duality. (laughs) I remember (laughs) learning about that in English class and I think at the time I didn't fully understand fully understand it but I guess I would say like the summer was probably one of like the best but also the worst in some ways Mm -hmm. because of like the challenges that came along with it so I don't know I don't know if you can relate but were there like any challenges or what were some of the not as glamorous moments that I think are like important to talk about right because like not our experiences aren't just like perfect and Mm -hmm. there's yeah with like everything there's also kind of the negative side or challenging side yeah, I feel like I talked about this in the beginning, but I think work was very stressful. Maybe it was just because it was a three-month internship, so we had a short deadline to do everything, but also the hiring freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like near the end, I was like really stressed about finishing my project, um, especially when my team was experiencing a reorg and that like caused changes in the project and stuff like that. I feel like I definitely experienced a lot of burnout from like staying at work and working really hard during the weekdays and then partying very hard on the weekends (laughs) like it was a fun but not very sustainable lifestyle Mm -hmm. I kept telling myself like oh but you're young like this will pass like this is what you should be doing right now Mm -hmm. which I still think is true like I don't regret anything but yeah I definitely there were nights where I was like so tired um, or days where I couldn't really get up for work because we were doing something every day and I was like stressed about work so yeah there was just like a lot going on mm-hmm. um, and managing that and like having time for yourself and making sure that your like mental well-being is like doing okay was kind of hard um, yeah I guess like those are like the main things what about for you what were like challenging moments mm-hmm. yeah I think at times work was uh, could be a bit stressful, um, especially when they like talked when they announced like return offers were mm-hmm. like gonna be more limited. I think the environment, like just like everyone around me, started yeah. to get stressed, and that took like a bit of a mental toll. This summer, I was also going through like some personal things with like my relationship. Me and my I guess ex boyfriend now ended up breaking up, and that was like a pretty hard period for me at one point in the summer, and it was. I guess it was really tough figuring out how to like continue to balance work while I was like dealing with this and also like 
I also didn't want it to get in the way of like everything else I was doing. So like, I still want to go hang out with my friends, but sometimes I just like wasn't feeling great. Um, so it was, yeah, it was definitely tough kind of balancing that. And um, yeah, I, I guess it's like going through that process of a breakup, which I think I'm still kind of going through right now, but I think it made me appreciate things a lot more too. Like I think earlier on in the summer, I didn't, prioritize or I didn't appreciate the friends I made as much as I did later on in the mm. summer when they were there like to support me and I, I feel like I was like more present and like trying to be actively like yeah act more actively present in the moment when I was doing things with other people um but yeah we can talk more about that in a future episode mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean that seems like yeah I mean I don't I don't no, I can't really relate and like maybe we can talk more about this later but especially when like other things in your personal life come up too that adds like even more to the equation mm-hmm. so yeah I can't really imagine I guess like do you think doing like being busy was a good way to also like mm-hmm. move on yeah definitely it was definitely like a good distraction in some ways mm-hmm. I think one of the things I was trying to figure out was like how do I balance like distracting myself versus processing Mm. the emotions I think that's like an important part of going through a breakup is like making sure you spend the time to process Mm -hmm. what you're feeling sometimes like I would be hanging out with my friends and I feel like I would be kind of a downer my friends were like really nice about it and like they never like said anything or they would like be like oh like are you okay but yeah I think it was important to like still to not like I guess be in my room and just like crying about it all the time but also not like pretend like it didn't happen and just mm-hmm. like I guess yeah drink or like party my problems away mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is kind of cheesy but usually um you know there's that saying where growth comes from like discomfort or challenges so do you think some of these um challenges you like took something away from or I guess just generally do you think you learned a lot or grew a lot personally this summer yeah I think this kind of goes back to what you're talking about like realizing that you need time to process your emotions but I actually think from a personal standpoint I don't know how much I grew just because I was so busy and there wasn't a lot of time to process everything um I think I'm still looking for time right now to like (laughs) kind of reflect um but I think one of the big learnings was the fact that all of these perks and living a cushy tech lifestyle also comes at a cost when it I I guess it depends a lot on your team and your project but I think it was very fast-paced and very stressful and when your company offers free food at 8 a.m and free dinners at (laughs) 6 30 that means you're basically at the office the whole day and when you're living in one of these big cities and um, you're on a campus or you're in like more of a tech hub then you're in that bubble and it's just I think I mean I think it's great when if you're trying to focus on like your career and if you're able to find a community within that but it can be kind of tiring um yeah it's it's comfortable again but also there are some trade-offs to that and I think I didn't realize that until I actually got to experience it Um, Yeah, another thing that I learned that I kind of touched on earlier was from the friendships that I was able to build over the summer. Um, 
I feel like this year I did a lot of traveling. Um, like I talked about going to New York in an earlier episode. And I was also in Europe for two and a half weeks um, with one of our roommates. And from all of those trips, even though they were super fun and like super worth it, I feel like I felt, I kind of felt like I didn't really belong in all those places for some reason, like something fell off. And I think in Seattle, it was because I got so well, got along so well with the people, um, I felt like that was like the first time this year where I, I really felt comfortable and I felt like I had like found a good community. And I think that's like probably what made the summer mm-hmm. for me. So yeah, um, I guess one, I guess to wrap that up, like people mean a lot more to me than I thought and mm-hmm. finding community is like probably the biggest factor in terms mm-hmm. of like my experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, but those are some of my takeaways. Um, you, I know, like, when, I remember, like, you experienced a lot, too, in terms of, like, work, emotional things in your personal life, and also meeting new people, so um, what are some things that you were able to take away from that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting off with work, so this was the first time I worked in, like, the technical program manager role, and it helped me kind of see what the differences were between that role and the product manager role, which were kind of the two roles I've been like debating about so it gave me more clarity like career-wise and role-wise what I like and what parts of each role I didn't like so that's been helpful like when going into looking for a full-time job. I think the second aspect is like I think I grew to be more independent uh, this term even though I was like living abroad in Europe um, earlier this year when I was in Europe I had already like a group of friends and like a group of people Um, whereas this time at the start I really tried to push myself to talk to as many new people as possible like one time at breakfast I like just approached a random person sitting at a table and was like can I join you and I feel like that was something I would have never done like before the summer I think another takeaway was like the people always say like uh, vulnerability is a really powerful thing when building connections but I don't think I really understood that until this summer mm-hmm. and this is <laughs> I guess this is kind of maybe not the best way to learn about it but a lot of times a lot um a lot of our like first meetings with like my group of friends we were not completely sober <laughs> and um we were yeah we were like kind of drinking and I feel like when you're drinking you're like at least me for me I'm like more talkative or mm-hmm. I'm more open and like I share a lot more and I think that really helped us like grow closer um, at a quick like at a quicker pace because like everyone was like being really vulnerable and sharing mm-hmm. kind of things they were going through and talking about like things that you normally wouldn't talk about like yeah. the first time meeting someone. But it really yeah it really worked in like bringing people together quicker. <laughs> and I mean I think it would be great if I could learn how to do that without yeah. <laughs> the alcohol. But um, that was kind of cool to see. And yeah, the last thing would be like kind of the learnings I've had like relationship wise about like how to deal with hard emotions um like like processing the breakup and then also I think just learning a lot about like love and relationships in general Um, but yeah I won't get into that today or else we'll be here for a while (laughs) yeah I'm glad that you were able to again like build those strong connections even if 
alcohol was something that helped you guys to get there um but yeah I think I totally agree like being vulnerable I think takes a lot of courage because I mean sharing personal details is not something that everyone likes um and I think in this day and age people become very protective too about Mm -hmm. certain things like they don't want to be judged or they feel like the other side might think they're weak for feeling a certain way but I think when it comes to things like I don't know, like stress, um, things we're dealing with in our personal lives, like everyone experiences it to some extent. And um, I think a lot more people are willing to help out and listen if you want to share. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's like a good point to bring up. Yeah. And I think you bond over or like connect over universal like feelings or experiences that maybe you were like, oh, like no one else knows what I'm going through. But Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised to find how many people can like relate to those experiences. And I think those were some of like the closest bonds I formed or like over things that maybe like yeah like bonding over like for example like breakups or something Mm -hmm. like that and all right so with that that's a wrap on this episode thanks for if you're still listening thanks for (laughs) staying for this longer episode and I hope you found it entertaining learning about what we've been up to this summer and thanks for being patient with us um (laughs) We promise we'll post more, we'll be more active. We're actually, now that we're in Waterloo, and you know, we, I don't know if we have more time, but like, (laughs) we'll we'll make time for the podcast. We're both really excited to be more active with it, and we have a lot of ideas. So stick around Mm -hmm. um, for more content. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. New episodes will be coming out bi-weekly on Mondays. Follow us on Instagram at hello.realworld and on Twitter at hellorealworld underscore to stay updated. Thank you. Bye. Bye.